you have ever been curious about the behind the scenes life of an artist when it comes to money, keep on listening as today we have got this for you with the artist couple named Briguel. You did it. You have found your judgment-free zone, the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for women who want to become reinas of their money and love their dinero more. I am your host, Jen Hemphill, a former extreme frugalist turned reina of your money advocate. Each week, I'm going to help you reign your money like that queen that you are with inspiring interviews and panel discussions from La Comunidad Latina and with solo episodes sharing simple, actionable tips and strategies. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And now let's jump into today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, Reina. I hope you are doing well and that you are handling our crazy times with some grace, flexibility, patience, and some time out to take care of you. Today, we have the first couple I have ever interviewed on the show. I have interviewed individual guests as well as panelists, but this is the first for a couple. Today, we have Brianne and Miguel, who are also known as Briguel. You see what they did there? Now, let me share with you about this fantastic couple. Briguel is an artist couple producing film and music with an uplifting message. They're on a mission for all humans to enjoy life, so Briguel creates. They met a few years ago when Miguel hired Brianne to co-produce his short film, Fly Away, and they have not left each other's side since. They've created short films, corporate mini-docs, music videos, features, and documentaries, both for themselves and for clients. Brigad wishes to put a little more light in the world through their work. In Spain, they say, pon tu granito de arena, which means make your contribution. So that's what Brigel does. In today's episode, you'll learn the impact the Holocaust had on both of their families and its significance on their individual money stories, as well as lessons they want to pass on to their baby daughter, and how this couple navigates the financial waters in a difficult industry they work in, as well as what we can look forward to seeing with their work. Lista, let's go on over and meet Briguel. Bienvenidos, Brianne and Miguel. Really, really happy to have you here and connect with you today. We're very happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Oh, no problem. Well, I'm excited to have, I've had an actress and now you all are, you produce videos, you, you sing, you do uh, music videos, all sorts of things. So I'm excited to have you here because you're both known, you work together and you're known as Briguel. Yes. Which yeah. I love. You combine the two names into one, which I love it because it says a lot about, about you, your relationship as a couple and just the dynamics of you as a team. So I love it. We are one. Yeah. That's the, that's the concept. <laughs> love it. But let's start off with your money story. This is a big part of the Herdinetto Matters podcast. Tell us, uh, we can just start with you, Brianne. Like, what did you hear? What did you observe? What did you experience that has to do with money growing up? Growing up, my father was an immigrant, and I heard numerous times throughout my life and continue to hear it all the time the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I've taken that to mean the more passionate you are about something, the more you care about something, the more energy you put towards something, then 
life happens for you, so to speak, right? They have that whole concept of the 10,000 hours. And I think that with anything that you want to take on, especially being successful in a financial capacity, you have to put in the energy mm-hmm. and the effort and the action. So there's always been that mantra, if you will, from my father. And that was actually from my grandfather. And also just always knowing that if you put in the time and effort, you can be successful and whatever that means to you successful. Of course, it can also be related to money, but it could also be your happiness or your relationship or whatever you define to be success in that way. Love it. So with your money story, it wasn't revolved. You need to work hard to make money, but you just need to work hard to achieve what you define success, which wasn't really related to money, which I love that concept because a lot of us are taught you need to work hard to make the money, not really. And that money really equates to the success, right? Many of us are taught that. So I find that fascinating because it then I would believe that helped your mindset, especially with what you're doing, which we're going to get into in a little bit. So how about you, Miguel? Tell us about you. Like Brianne, I also come from a family that survived the Holocaust. And well, in my, my father also survived the Holocaust. And his case was a little bit different because he was obsessed with money in a different way. For him, money was life because uh, an uncle of his or someone from his family paid to get them out of the ghetto where they were staying in Chernobyl. You know, so money was always like a powerful thing. And that's what he tried to kind of teach us. And at the same time that you had to work hard and that, yeah, um, you needed money to succeed. You know, it was a little bit different also because I was raised in Spain and the concept, it wasn't as uh, in New York, you know, money means something different and you can go big or go home. Spain wasn't like that. But I know that my father through the Holocaust made money in the sense that the the nation of Germany had to, uh, how do you call that? Uh, pay, pay them. Pay retribution. Yeah, retribution for the for the pain. So I know that that money was invested, and from there, my father was able to start making money, and then he opened a clinic. Uh, he was a psychoanalyst, you know. So that's how he started. So it was always connected of the hard work, but also what you do with that money. Okay. Okay. So what you do with that money? Awesome. And do you feel being that you? I'm sure you heard stories from your family about the Holocaust. And obviously you took some lessons away from each of your families in terms of money. How has that impacted you today? Has that, you know, how big of an impact has that made for you in terms of what you think and what you, how you perceive money and how you feel about money if you get excited or you get scared about money? So the whole idea of the harder you work, the luckier you get, we realized was directly connected to the Holocaust. We went to visit Auschwitz about two or three years Mm -hmm. ago with my family um, because both of my grandparents and Miguel's grandmother survived there. And on the gates, when you enter, it's Arbeit macht frei, which means work sets you free. So we realized that that was a direct correlation, Mm -hmm. but not to be so down about it. And on the contrary, to be really grateful and positive about it, like in, in the sense that A, if you, again, put your mind to something, put your energy towards something, it, it can be and will be successful for you. Be so grateful to have the life that we have and to be able to have the money that we receive and the money that our families have also created for themselves, even though in the beginning it was literally $6 in the case of my family that they came to the States with. And also on top of that, to 
just feel really blessed. Mm -hmm. And whenever we do receive money, whether that's from a big project or a small project or in relation to some of the other side hustles we have, we feel really grateful for it. And I don't think it necessarily scares us. If anything, it's Mm -hmm. something that we're always like, wow, we're so grateful that this is our opportunity and to take it and and learn from it, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, With money comes responsibility. So the, the sense that the, if you make that money, you need to be wise and how to, as I said before, how to use it and what to do with it. Because of course, now we have a daughter and we know that with money, you can create more money and you can have better possibilities for the future. You know, and, and money, as I mentioned before, it was a little bit weird, a little bit sickening with my father's perspective. You know, it became like almost like, a, I don't know, something, it wasn't the money, it was something beyond the money. And, 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 I don't want it to be an obsession. I think money is good because it gives you options, but it, it never it shouldn't change who you are. Mm. You know, so that's something that I always kept in mind. That okay, I, I want to make money because I want to have a nice life and provide for my family, but I don't want to be obsessed with the money in the way that my father was in, in this case. You know, right? Um, and I love that you made those observations because something that I talk a lot about that on the podcast, which is why we talk about money stories is how important we need to be observant and aware of what those monies are. Because if we're not, we carry it through, we repeat the cycle. So I love that you each are both very observant on that. Now you come from different cultures. You have the similarity of the, your families surviving the Holocaust. Have you found any, as a couple, any cultural differences when it comes to managing your money or spending money or any of those things that you're like, uh, I don't agree with you or maybe where you've had to work through it. I want to take this in. I don't know if there's a difference in terms of, you know, as a couple, but in Spain, for instance, it's a very different culture with money. You know, people here work, uh, live to work in there. They, they work to live, you know, a little bit of concept. So I love being here, you know, and I, I love working hard there. I feel like, in, and I, I can't generalize, but sometimes Spain seems a little bit too laid back, you know, and there's not enough effort and, and hard work there is, but I'm trying to say that here is more, you know. So I took that big, you know, from Brianne's side and I feel like I through she inspires me to work harder, you know, in, in that sense. I love it. And what are your thoughts, Brianne? Yeah, I think that we both believe in also proper investment of our funds. Like a lot of the projects that we work on as artists ourselves are because we make money from clients and other, like I said, side hustles, because we're constantly always juggling the balls. And then we try and be as frugal and particular about how we're spending our money. And and it helps us be more creative because then we're like, okay, we only have a thousand dollars to do this entire project. How do Mm -hmm. we make it happen? Which it's not easy to make film and music and so on and so forth with that limit of, of a budget. Usually yeah. that pays one person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They make series for $2 million an episode for 20 minutes. Our, we're talking a, a much lower budget mm-hmm. in our case most of the time. Yeah. But I think we do have a very similar way of, of spending our money and using our money these days. And I agree, you know, there's always been emphasis on be grateful for what you have and know that it's a blessing. And also, we both believe in giving back as much as we can and finding the balance between, of course, earning money ourselves and and taking responsibility, like mm-hmm. Miguel said, and working. You know, there's there's definitely something to say for putting in the time and and being the first one to respond to the email and making sure that we 
are making our clients happy because the best thing is when our clients come back and they want more work mm-hmm. and then we're able to continue doing our work. Right. I love it. And now you meant, you know, you mentioned your uh, daughter, which I got to see. Uh, I love, love babies, even though no more for me. <laughs> <laughs> now that you have a daughter, what are some lessons or financial knowledge that you want to make sure that she has? Because it sounds like from what I'm hearing, you both have a good head on your shoulders. And so what would you say you want her to just walk away with when maybe she gets into the real world in terms of financial knowledge or lessons? I think balance is important, knowing that you don't just get money. As I used to hear when I was growing up, money doesn't grow on trees, even though it is paper. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was the idea of you always need to do something. And if you want something for yourself, then save up your money. And, you know, when I was growing up, we had responsibilities and and they weren't necessarily, some of them were chores, I guess, but it wasn't just here, this is something for you. It was like either a special occasion or we had to save our money or we had to work for it or we had to help with a task in order to receive that money to then go and purchase something. And yeah, yeah, I think my parents, because both of my parents worked growing up, my mom was also one of the first women in the 1980s working at an executive level. And she was actually the breadwinner when my parents met in the 80s. And so she also has been very much about if you want something, you need to go out mm-hmm. and, and put the effort towards it. So since I'm 14, that's that's what I've yeah. been doing. Yeah. And it's and in, for sorry. Ayana, no, I was just going to say, and for Ayana, I think it's the same. Our, our daughter's name is Ayana. Just making sure that she understands the mechanics and understands, like Miguel said, it's not everything and it shouldn't change you. But in order to have the tools that help your life be a little bit easier, yeah. It's nice to it's, it's make important it money. That, that she's aware, you know, and very grateful for what she has mm-hmm. and don't give anything for granted ever, you know, and also understand that money doesn't really mean much unless you make it because when you just have money, you don't, when you have anything and you didn't create it, you don't appreciate it, you know, so it's very important that you create your own luck and you, you create your own situation because otherwise, you know, there's nothing worse than somebody that has and is not aware that what he has. You know, and in this case with money, if you have money, but you don't value it and, and you just, you know, blow it away or waste it or, you know, then what is that about? You know, you need to understand that most people don't have that privilege and that lack. And then you need to work hard if you have it. And if you don't have it, work harder to get it, to be able to sustain and to keep, a, a, how do you call it, evolving. Right. I love that, that outlook. Now you both are in an industry that can be challenging because mm-hmm. you employ yourselves, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, hustles. I mean, you have different projects. So how for someone that's in the creative space and wants to make it in the creative space, how do you manage and, and make it? Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you work, especially you, you both are relying on your work. So it's Mm -hmm. not just one. Like in my case, if something happens, I fail, I have my husband (laughs) to rely on with his steady income. So what would you say, you know, to someone that's listening that really is in that creative space? How do you manage it and make it work? I think that there's an understanding that until one quote unquote makes it, whatever that might mean, but let's say gets to the point where that is paying the bill solely, you're going to have several jobs. You're going to put in more effort and have more to do than anyone that you know, even if they're just working a nine to five, 
but they are very financially successful. You will be working triple as much. And that sometimes it's not the easiest road per se, Mm -hmm. but it definitely feels like it's the most rewarding. Mm -hmm. And work doesn't feel like work. It feels like play and passion. And you don't have a regular schedule. I mean, before we had the baby, we were working 17 hour days, you know, Mm -hmm. waking up, getting to the computer, working. Because like we said, we also balance this juggle between our own work as far as ourselves as artists and what we're outputting. And then we also have clients. And Mm -hmm. then I also work as a consultant and we manage properties. And so we really uh, do what we can to keep the boat afloat, so to speak. You have to also be aware that no one is above anything, especially at the beginning. We've done so many jobs that were underpaid or for free just to get there. And it's, it's very frustrating and it takes a decade of just doing that. But when I think about the other kind of jobs that I had before, what I was a little bit miserable, like I used to be just in kitchens because I didn't speak English. So I had to be in the kitchen doing the dishes, you know? So when you have that kind of jobs and then you have this kind of jobs, you're like, okay, it's worth it. The sacrifice, of course, it's going to be frustrating, painful sometimes feeling like, why am I not succeeding? What is happening? What am I doing wrong? It's nothing. You just need to put the time because we're billions of people. Everybody's trying to make it happen. So you need to work the hardest than any, you know, harder than anyone because there's so many people with talent, but if you don't put the extra work, there's nothing to be done, especially for this kind of industry. That's a really good point yeah. as far as investing the time where Just, we've yeah. taken, like Miguel said, we've taken jobs for next to pennies. And we've even taken some jobs where we didn't get paid, but that is an investment because then we can show that as a piece of work that we did, you know, we personally didn't get paid, but they paid for the production, so to speak. But then that has helped us get other jobs because it's like, well, look what we were able to do on X, Y, and Z budget, you know, and then because Mm -hmm. it's very important for us to have a certain quality of work, Mm -hmm. people see that. And then we have gotten jobs because of that, because then people trust us like, okay, well, then I will give you this. And at this point, we are getting Mm -hmm. the budgets that we feel. And also, if you do get a great job, that doesn't mean that from now on, that's the kind of job you're going to be getting all the time, you know? It's difficult to make a breakthrough. You know, it's a constant hassle and you get a good project and then you have to wait for another great project, but just take whatever comes because everything counts. You know, everything helps to to build. And speaking of your work, we actually, we haven't talked about like, well, how did you meet and what drove you? Have you always been creatives and wanting to be in the music industry and, and produce videos? Has it always been that way for each of you or it just evolved over time yeah we, we both have different paths we met through work yeah we, 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 we met through work i was i was producing a short film and i was looking for an actress and i saw the trailer of a movie that she just produced in in star i was impressed so i wanted to make the movie with her but there was nudity in the in the film i always tell the story there was a nudity in the film and she didn't she doesn't do nudity so she told me she wouldn't do it but she would help me to rewrite the the short it was a short film and to find the right actress and we've been working together ever since. That's so awesome. So when you met, you were already doing this type of work and film. Or, and because it's you you do, it seems like you do a bunch of film and music videos. And- I've been writing and doing things since I'm seven years old. Brianna's been acting in an actress since I two or four. I don't know, she, mm-hmm. since she was a little girl. So we always had this uh, creative. towards yeah, creativity. Yeah. And then we both had our respective. I started producing work in 2009. And Miguel started producing in 2011 mm-hmm. or be, actually before well, that. I, I yeah. do other things in Europe, but more constant uh, and steady. In, in here, the States in the since Europe. 2011. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. So what do you, because I don't want to put the words. I want you to explain this. 
because uh, I looked on Instagram and just kind of looked at some of your work and, and your videos. What, because I see you as just a very unique um, couple and an artist. So what do you feel sets you apart? Because your work is, it feels like it, there's not that other people's work doesn't have meaning, but it seems like it's like you're giving back. It has meaning and it's beyond that. You're also helping communities is from what I'm seeing. So tell us about like, what is your drive and to create and, you know, whether films or music and what, you know, what does that drive? Where does it come from? And what is it that you want to accomplish? So we thank you, first of all, that that means a lot to us that that message comes across because that is very important to us, that there is always a message and a meaning that we're able to share through our work because we believe that artists have a unique platform that could reach people in a very profound way. So we take that very sincerely and want to make sure that what we're saying and what we're doing reaches people in that profound way and can be a message of hope and inspiration and love, really, because in both of our cases, irrespective of our families or including our families, I should say, we've both been able to transform our lives from darkness to light, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's important for us to share with others that that is a possibility and to make sure that we are putting that into our art, because I also want to mean what we say. I think it's really important for us to be authentic mm -hmm. and to share from our hearts. Yep. And so we always want to make sure that our projects reflect that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, uh, once you're aware that there's no need for that darkness or that you can just use it for good, you know, I think that's where we stand. Like, okay, we, we suffered this, everybody suffers, but we want to share it with the world and be like, Hey, there's another way we can all enjoy. We can all be lighter, you know? So that's what we want to do. Like mm -hmm. even with jobs we get hired for, we, we value, I mean, you can't always choose, but right. if we can work and do things that are going to be helpful, you know, for society and things that are going to send a positive message, mm -hmm. whatever is the case, even if it's a car commercial that can have a twist that it's about, you know, embracing happiness, whatever is the case, we always want to send that message because it's just more powerful. You know, uh, I always complain that people lyricists are empty many times that what are they saying you know what are you trying to say what is that message why are you so focused on the surface so i would be a hypocrite if i didn't send that opposite message you know yeah we always say and of course there are artists today that are plenty, yeah. using their platform for amazing change and doing great great things however at the same time when you look at musicians from the 70s like John Lennon, Bob Marley, Nina Simone, Bob Dylan. I mean, you look at the whole breadth of music yeah. and even some of the one hit wonders, you know, where you look at some of the lyrics, you're like, wow, I really, this really speaks to me. I really feel that people mean this. And now yeah. today it's unfortunately not as common. We're trying to get closer to the mainstream sound, but with a different message, you know, because the mainstream, it's what drives everything. And it's like, why sounds so good, but it's so empty. We want to be part of that movement that uh, helps to put in the mainstream more powerful music and more powerful message that doesn't just stay here in the in the surface. Love it. So what is up next for you as Brigal? Is it a film or is it a music? So it's it's both. Okay. 
We currently have a project called The Difference for which we released a song and a music video and it will be making its New York premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival in April. It's a documentary. That's exciting. Thank you. It's a documentary. It's in collaboration with our friends at the Holistic Life Foundation out of Baltimore who bring yoga, mindfulness, and meditation self-care techniques to underserved populations and the world at large at this point. So we beg the question or we explore the question how do we make sure our children live and thrive rather than struggle to survive? What can we do to make a difference? And so the documentary, it's a short documentary, but it is a music-infused documentary. It's actually part of the Tribeca program called Rhythm of Life, which is the music-infused documentary. So that is making its festival circuit, so to speak. It was mm -hmm. also at Cinequest in California recently. And Cinequest actually rescheduled some of their programming, so it'll still play in August. Mm -hmm. They're redoing their film festival because of all the fun things that are happening in our world with the, you know, we don't need to talk about it. We all know. So it was rescheduled and then it's going to be in some other festivals upcoming in around the country and hopefully in Europe. We'll find out soon mm -hmm. about the ones in Europe mm -hmm. and Canada. And then we're also releasing an EP at the same time that will again be in collaboration with our friend Andres, who is one of the founders of the Holistic Life Foundation. So that will come out also in the middle of April. And again, a lot of our music, he is featured on the song, The Difference as well. Mm -hmm. But a lot of our music is, again, saying something that we would want to hear through a song. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Andres is on all of those songs with us as well. And this EP is, we had a term for our music. It was like mindful rapping or something <laughs> like, something like, uh, but no, it was, it, was, it was a little cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it, to be honest. I saw it. That's the one that I saw. It's beautiful. I loved it. I Thank, loved you. it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And also mentioned that the, the difference, hopefully it's going to be part of a bigger, right. like, like a series. Of a thing. series. So the concept with the difference is a concept that we've been circulating for some time, which is that it is a documentary series fusing music and social activism, where it is showcasing artists of all different expressions who are utilizing their platforms to create positive change for all. So that's uh, that's just a, and then we also have client projects. We're working with the museum right now. Where we have a shoot at the end of the month. We're working on capturing some testimonials. So that's always really yeah, from significant. Yeah. yeah, from Holocaust survivors, as a matter of fact. And mm -hmm. then wow. that's that's the near future. And that's the near future. And that's the next month. There, yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I think it sounds fantastic. I really love that mission because you mentioned a documentary plus music plus social activism. I think that's beautiful. Like just to be able to do that through music and through film, I think is fantastic. So I congratulate you and keep doing what you're doing because I know you've inspired me. I, I like to say I can sing, but my family's like runs away. <laughs> do it. Go for it. Do it. Don't, you can do it. Don't sing. No, I will dance. I will dance. I can be, I'll be, I can be a, a dancer in a, in a video, Good. but singing out better stay away from, they've already banned me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Same. You Thank you for having us. I hope that you enjoy that. I know I really, really enjoy chatting with both Brianne and Miguel. They are just, you can tell just from their mission and what they want to do that they live their talk. That's, they're just like a ray of sunshine for a lack of a better term. And they definitely walk. They, they don't just talk the talk, but they walk the talk. Is that, did I say that right? Anyways, you, you got what I'm saying. You can connect with Brigel 
on Instagram. You, their handle is we are Brigel, as well as follow them on Spotify. They're artists. Support them. Support them on Spotify as well. And I'll make sure that I'll have those links directly in the show notes. And on Spotify, uh, since I didn't mention, they're also we are Brigel. So just FYI. Now, don't forget to grab your copy of the Daily Dinero Ritual, which helps you stay focused, increase your confidence, and become a true reina of your money. You can grab it over at jenhempill.com forward slash dinero. Now, if you had already opted in for what I called previously the My Daily Money Ritual, this is the better and improved version. So all you have to do is just log in to the Her Dinero Matters Lounge and download it. That's all you have to do. Also, on another note, I want you to mark your calendars for Thursday, August 27th. That day, we will be releasing a special episode, but it's actually two. It's the same content, but one is going to be in English and one is going to be in Espanol. And this episode is really special because one, it's sponsored by a special partner, which you will see who it is, as well as the content in it. It's about a special free tool that you can take advantage of. And why we're doing it in Espanol as well is because I know sometimes as Latinos, as the ones that speak English, it can fall on us to translate everything for our families. And that is tiring. So instead of having to translate things for your family members that don't speak English, we've done the work for you. We are doing this special episode in Espanol as well. So literally, if they don't listen to podcasts, you, you will have to teach them how to download the podcast. But it's in Espanol, especially for those family members of yours that don't understand English. So mark your calendars for again, Thursday, August 27th. Next week, we have another artist on the show. We will be talking with Chelsea Rendon, the actress who has been acting since she was seven years old and most recently is known for her role as Mari on the hit series Vida. That is it. Eso es todo. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into this show. I know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to. You can check out the brief show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 226 to refer to everything from the show as well as how to connect with Brigel because I really, really encourage you to connect with them on Instagram and on Spotify. Now, remember that you are Arena right now. You don't have to wait. You can claim your crown right now and just say, I am Arena of my money because the choice is in your hands. And becoming the reina of your money doesn't have to be hard. You've got this. Tu puedes. Sending you abrazos. Also, make sure to share this episode or this podcast with a friend, coworker, or even a stranger that you just met, as well as when you listen to this episode, take a screenshot or a selfie and tag us in your Instagram stories with at Her Dinero Matters and using the hashtag of the same, Her Dinero Matters. Thanks again for listening y nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.